Will Eves is an assistant professor at the University of Nottingham, England. He is a specialist of the English common law during the Middle Ages. In this podcast, he will speak about the births of statutes in England. The beginning of statute in England. My name is Will Eves. I'm a historian of the medieval English common law. We can view statute in English law in a narrow sense as the body of English law contained in Acts of Parliament. But before we consider the emergence in the later Middle Ages of the English Parliament and the legislation that it issued, we need to examine written law or legislation in the broader sense as it existed in England in earlier periods. Much of English law before and after the 1066 Norman Conquest was customary. Indeed, the common law, which began to develop apace from the end of the 12th century onwards, can be seen as customary law in the sense that it built upon aspects of customary practice and developed and expanded through the judicial decisions of the royal courts. However, written law has been promulgated in various forms in medieval England from at least the 7th century. The earliest surviving written legislation is that of King Ethelbert of Kent, which dates to around the year 600 Common Era. Subsequent Anglo-Saxon kings also issued laws, and a large part of these texts is concerned with the amount of compensation that ought to be paid to a victim or their family by the perpetrator of an act of violence. So these early English law codes did not seek to codify English law in its entirety, nor did they seek to substantially reform particular areas of law, although some changes to certain rules can be detected over time. The codes instead seem to have been intended to declare in writing certain customs, perhaps with the intention of standardising practice across various regions. It's also possible that the act of issuing legislation was more important than the content of the legislation, as it provided a means for kings to emulate the Roman emperors of the past, for whom the issuing of written laws was a sign of their imperial authority. Following the Norman Conquest, the Norman and Angevin kings did not issue law codes in the manner of their Anglo-Saxon predecessors. However, they did issue legislative texts dealing with particular matters in the form of constitutions, assizes and charters. For example, the legal procedures of Henry II's reign, which laid many of the foundations of the English common law, all seem to have been the result of royal legislation. Likewise, Magna Carta, possibly the most famous English legal text, was, as the name suggests, originally issued in 1215 in the form of a charter. Although the 1215 Magna Carta was swiftly repudiated as being extracted from King John under duress, the 1225 reissue of the charter was regarded in the later Middle Ages as the first common law statute. However, it is later in the 13th century that we see the real emergence of statute law in England as an important and quite frequently used means to create law. Edward I, 
who ruled from 1271 to 1307, passed a number of very important statutes that modified English law in civil and criminal matters. Of these, the Statute of Westminster, 1275, the Statute of Gloucester, 1278, the Second Statute of Westminster, 1287, uh, 1285, and the statute known as Queer M. Torres, 1290, are the most important. The significance of legislative activity of Edward I's reign has led to Edward being called, perhaps somewhat ambitiously, the English Justinian, because of his influence on the shape of English law and the way that this can be compared to that of the Roman Emperor Justinian I. Throughout the Middle Ages, various writers emphasised the importance of kings acting with good counsel. And as early as the 12th century, we find the assertion that English kings could not change the law of England beyond their lifetime without the assent of their barons. Now, this was probably an overstatement, but certain 13th century statutes uh, mention in their preliminary material that they were issued by the king in his curia or sometimes his parliament, and we sometimes find reference to statutes being issued with the consent of this parliament. The idea that legislation had to be issued with the consent of parliament grew as this institution developed in the late 13th and early 14th century. It was conceded by Edward III in 1340 that no taxation could be levied without the consent of parliament. However, it was not until the early 15th century that it became formally established that the separate consent of the commons, that is the representatives who are not ennobled, the peers, that is the noble representatives, and the king was required before a statute, an act of parliament, could be passed and enshrined in law. <laughs> 